0: Vinamra, thank you so much for taking the time today.
1: Thank you, thank you, Ryan.
0: Uh, I know thank I'm you. really sorry for not following up with you. I said I know we had scheduled this for yesterday, but uh, due to certain developments here, um, I was really not able to. Uh, I some can vision. understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I
1: can understand.
0: Yeah. Right. So, so let's just get in. Let's just get into it. So, um, I, I, I was reading up your LinkedIn page, and uh, in your, I think, inspiration personalities, um, I, I, I saw, uh, you know. Steve Jobs, Bill Gates and Elon uh, all three I mean so I think recently Microsoft surpassed Apple in terms of yeah. uh, the most valuable company in the world yeah. uh, do, you, yeah. do you do you have any thoughts on that what do you think about uh, you know um, even though Apple is selling iPhones by the dozens i think every second um, <laughs> Microsoft still managed to
1: yeah see i think um, i think it's important to when you become too big it's very important to reinvent yourself and what Satya Nadella came and did with Microsoft, right? Uh, uh, Post uh, the Bill Gates uh, era was to completely unlearn things which Microsoft was good at and embrace the new technology, embrace cloud, embrace uh, everything on the cloud and uh, reinvent completely. I think that is something which is really amazing, right? That is something which is very, very uh, uh, Amazing, and uh, that's why I, I, I love the tenacity of such organization which have thrived, survived, and even Apple. You know, I mean, had several death scares, and they had to take loan from Microsoft to survive in the form of uh, right uh, equity. So I think that, that is something which which really uh, in, in even I've mentioned Narayan Murthy uh, in my LinkedIn, right? I think right, right, right. I, I use the word tenacity, right, and I think that is something which is missing. Uh, in a lot of people, uh, because they give up too soon, right? And I think uh, over a period of time, uh, it, it eventually uh, everything comes out fine, right? But as, as Malcolm Gladwell says in his book, that you need 10,000 hours to, to kind of uh, do something, and which translates roughly to three years and more. So um, when you talk about companies and their age, right, I think uh, you should think of in decades and not in years. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, that is something which is now slowly missing where everything we want fast, right? From fast food to fast internet uh, to now Facebook has has completely transformed itself to meta. So so we are looking at new frontiers and, and Elon is now trying to go into space uh, exploration and trying to find life there. So everyone uh, at their level, right, is trying to break uh, the barrier. So on one hand, you have a, uh, uh, Facebook talking about uh, virtual and augmented reality, and and how the how digital avatars of ourselves would be more important than our real selves. And on the other hand, somebody is trying to find life because they think that Earth won't be a livable planet uh, in in uh, in the next couple of decades, or maybe uh, even lesser. Right. Right. So right, it's right. The thought and the vision and the tenacity to do that, I and mean, then if you see all their stories, Elon Musk. If you see that last uh, uh, his famous interview that had that the last rocket launch would have been a failure there he would have gone right because that was the last option so i think uh, the fearlessness of these guys and, and the tenacity with which they continue to persevere and uh, are able to embrace change at that large level is fantastic which which has no global parallel in any country
0: right, right. So, just talking um, about uh, these companies and the scale that that they're at. I mean, maybe this is a valuation question. I, I don't know. Um, so, how big do you think these companies can get? I mean, uh, i th- if I'm not wrong, I think Apple and Microsoft are already two trillion dollars company. You know, mm-hmm. stop me if I'm wrong. Uh, and yep. you know, Tesla is Tesla has recently reached a trillion dollar market uh, market cap. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe just sticking to Apple and Microsoft. Like, how? I mean, how? Like, how, how big? Uh, like, you know, not not how big per se. Like valuation wise, like how mm-hmm. far can these companies go? Do you think?
1: I think the important thing, if you ask the, if you see their leaders, interviews and their founders, they don't obsess over valuation at all, right? Uh, it is an outcome of what they are trying to do. You, you, if you ask e- e- each of these guys, their lifestyle and everything is, is, is way, way lesser than, than what a, a hundred billion dollar or even more than that guys will demand, right? Because they are so, exo- ex- they are so in, uh, in, into their work, right? Uh, mm-hmm. They, they, for them, it is about creating value, which outlives themselves so microsoft of course has been there for what 30 40 years now right apple apple around the same time they all started in early 80s infosys started in early 80s right uh, of course um, uh, elon's companies have started recently but if you, if you see his history it started from paypal which again is is pre millennium right so all of these guys had had so much uh, uh, perseverance and tenacity in them that even if you ask them today that what valuation and all of that for them that is an outcome right i think if they continue to deliver value uh, in their respective domains right i think uh, uh, they can create um, companies which which, which have uh, valuation greater than the, uh, the 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 best of the economies in the world in terms of gdp right now if you see true right, Right, it, it makes right, them right. what in the top ten countries in the world in terms of I, GDP. I think
0: right? I think at this point in time, I think Elon himself is I think worth more than I think a few companies GDP. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. But I think these are for media people to fascinate and uh, build stories, right? And uh, it's a good thing to do because that that uh, gives uh, importance to these uh, companies and their uh, products, right? And if, if uh, a lot of people get into space tech space, uh, and if you see a lot of companies in India also now are getting into uh, space tech and and of course, different formats along working with Isro. So I think overall, what these guys do is change behavioral uh, pattern and, and the thought process of parents and their children. When we were growing up in nineties, it was all about doctor, engineer, MBA, gate, MS, five, six options, right? Mm-hmm. but if you ask today's parents and, and their children their entire canvas of thought process has really really gone up to the next level right they don't fear fearlessness is the name of the game more confident right uh, uh, more much more mature ecosystem much more uh, everything is available at their at their fingertips right so anybody can try to uh, upskill themselves right in the in 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 that field. Uh, without uh, need, need uh, the need to be physically present there. so I think those uh, options are now av- available and and the role models have really really been fantastic so that they can see that if a person can come from from a from the bottom level to the top level and all these guys are self made guys right uh, they, they they didn't inherit any wealth from from their parents and even if you see companies who have inherited wealth from their parents, they also are now trying uh, to to outlive uh, uh, and come out, out of the shadow of their of their family and try to do a lot of things in a very nice manner right and you have global examples also in, in Indian examples also right and that is what that is what, uh, that is what uh, uh, peer pressure and also uh, I think it is all about admiration uh, that these guys also have for the new age entrepreneurs and new age business guys right and mm-hmm. uh, these guys, have a very um, even if you are, even if you see and uh, listen to Naval Ravikant, right? He says that I mean it's all about health, it's all about happiness, and it's all about uh, uh, disattachment to, uh, or non-attachment to wealth. Once you achieve that, I think then you are only focus is to create generational value and anything which outlives yourself, right? Otherwise, if you are obsessed with money, uh, right, and, and and you want to just set records. Right then, then of course your focus changes, right? Uh, so, so I think uh, these guys have done a lot of uh, good inspirational uh, quotient. I would say high, very high uh, uh, inspiration quotient, and uh, they have uh, mm-hmm. made possible to people like us and and, and to people uh, sitting uh, uh, and and studying in college uh, to dream, right? Uh, so i think yeah that is that is the effect of these guys and uh, on a lot of people i would say and, and to me as well
0: right uh, before we you know talk a little bit about you uh, just one, one more thing on the technology side so talking like thinking about sectors right like tech sector is pretty hot right now i mean valuations of multiple companies Uh, skyrocketed during the pandemic and uh, you know tech gets a lot of press in general Uh, for an aspiring student or you know people getting into the job market right now uh, I'm just curious like besides tech what field I mean finance maybe you know there is a lot of uh, money to be made in finance as well uh, but like a sexy field Mm -hmm. per se apart from tech what 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 other field do you look at and you think you know this is uh, you know this is a this is an amazing field to be in right now you know besides tech and maybe finance
1: yeah so I, I understood the question. See, the important thing today that, that uh, today's uh, in, uh, aspiring students have got is a lot of things to choose from. If you see, um, even from the government side, I would say that the push towards digital India and the push towards infrastructure, right? If you see uh, today um, uh, the kind of uh, infrastructure that we are making at a national level, at the state level in terms of roads, in terms of ports, in terms of airports, a lot of requirement would be for engineers from that field, right? So I think on the core side, if you see uh, the core engineering uh, uh, subjects, right, I think people who are interested in that, that they have a very, very uh, good career ahead because in the next couple of decades, I think uh, India will will leapfrog in terms of uh, uh, creating the future of uh, uh, infrastructure in India, right? So whether it be be on the ship side, on, on the water side, on the air side, on the road side, and, and, the, and, and the government's uh, push towards that is also very, very commendable, right? On the government side also, if you see, uh, there'll, be, there'll be a lot of opportunity to work with the government side, uh, because you have a lot of projects where, where they are looking for ambitious people from, 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 uh, from uh, uh, different institutes, right? So whether it be the Aadhaar project, whether it be the uh, DigiLocker project, or now whether it be the account aggregator project, right? And of course, so many uh, things in the infrastructure side. So that is uh, for people who are interested in the core uh, subjects, right? And they want to uh, go ahead. Pharmaceuticals now because of the pandemic, pharmaceuticals and, and the renewed interest in, in that sector. Uh, as you know, we, we are the very vaccine capital of the world and which has been further reinforced today, uh, uh, thanks to uh, we supplying the majority of the vaccines to to the majority of the world, right? I think that that is one of the uh, very good areas. Uh, a lot of emphasis now has come on delivering semiconductors and and, uh, applied uh, research in in deep embedded tech, right? And also uh, in the electrical and electronic space. Now, why? Because of so many uh, electronic items, cars, automobile require these uh, chips, right? So I think that is on the good opportunity side. On the uh, startup ecosystem side, I think uh, there are a lot of opportunities which has started with the Institute itself. Because a lot of these institutes have their entrepreneurship cell. They have their, some of them have also started their incubation. So even professors and uh, and the college are more lenient towards people who want to start up in the college itself. There are so many success stories in IITs and IITs, BITs and others, and it's slowly t- trickling down to a tier two and tier three colleges as well in different streams. So I think that ecosystem really has helped uh, uh, in that. And of course, the job opportunity, if you see today, the IT sector recently revealed that they'll be doing maximum uh, hirings in, the, in, uh, in this year. So from a TCS to Infosys to all these big giants and along with the other set of companies, uh, shows that the, uh, the job scene is really coming back. The salaries are also improving, right? So I think this is the best time uh, to enter in the job scene. You have the opportunity to upscale yourself using uh, different startups where you can learn these different courses. Right. So I think there's never been a better time than, than now uh, for students uh, to to really uh, embark on things that they like and whatever they like, they will have something uh, on their table.
0: Yeah. So one more digression uh, before we uh, move on to you. So on the policy side, um, um, you know, India is extremely focused on uh, or at least the narrative has been, uh, you know, they want to focus on, you know, making India, which is primarily, I feel, uh, manufacturing uh, or manufacturing, uh, you know, agenda. Um, how how do you how do you think about this? I mean, how important, um, you know, with um, sh- do you think we should be more focused on, you know, you know, tech tech services or uh, um, getting the public to uh, getting the population to do maybe um, um, you know higher like higher skills, uh, getting people to do higher skill type jobs, or do you think manufacturing is the way to go? Uh, do you have comments on that?
1: I think if you see the, the, the major reason for the rapid upsurgence of China in the last 30, 40 years, we, and we practically started at the same GDP in 1980, if you recall, right, and uh, they have leapfrogged because they have been the manufacturing capital of the world. And so much so that they, they came out from the, uh, from the economic slowdown quickest. Their economy came up the quickest. And because of the time, till the time China was down, the entire supply chain across the world was down so it's very important that we should set our house in order and start manufacturing a lot of things in india because that's where your maximum jobs will come in right manufacturing and modernization of agriculture and everything that you can use technology to improve the uh, transparency improve the quality of the service and and improve the uh, uh, quickness of delivery right you have seen that jam trinity of uh, uh, Jandhan, Aadhaar and mobile and, and you see our UPI payments being the best in the world. So I think these things uh, will give you an ample opportunity. See, The important thing is that we are a country of 1.4 billion and in, it, it is very important that the, the technology benefit reaches the last mile. See, we are a very privileged lot. We come in that 1%, 1.52% of the, of the population, right? Everything we uh, take it for granted. But if you go down And go go deeper into the heartlands there are a lot of things that 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 didn't wasn't there before and because of technology because of direct benefit transfer, because of aadhaar they were able to avail a lot of services with, with minimum leakages right now the important thing is that because of corona we saw how we were dependent on china and how we are dependent on several other countries right when they got affected we also got affected so it is important as part of the of the uh, policy of the government, as part of the Atmanirbhar policy of the government, is that uh, if things should be manufactured in India, because that's where the majority of the jobs will come in. As far as high tech skills jobs are concerned, you know uh, there are very specific sectors that uh, that can be called as high tech and high skill and research oriented thing. In that, we are a work in progress country, right? Uh, still, a lot of uh, IPs and all are created in in different parts of the world. But if you see in the defense sector, I think if you see the kind of uh, 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 things that we are making, right from the tank by Mahindras to their to their artillery. Now the ordnance factory board is dissolved, and now they are coming. They are trying to professionalize that. So I think a lot of emphasis is there because one, uh, your dollars, uh, your dollars that go out of the country reduces, right? Therefore, your forex uh, improves, right? And and your your overall. Uh, um, account deficit reduces, right? Because if imports are lesser and exports are more, that is better for the country, right? So I think uh, it is very, very important and imperative in the next decade, uh, in this decade of uh, 2020 onwards, right? I think uh, we should be the manufacturing capital uh, of the world, or if not the only capital, one of the two capitals of the world where we are able to provide uh, uh, cost advantage, cost arbitrage, right? As well as the proficiency of us in speaking English where Chinese are kind of a bit uh, in the back, right? So I am very optimistic uh, things will happen. And uh, the kind of entrepreneurial wave that has come in because of the startups has given a lot of global importance to India in terms of uh, people and the best of the funds coming to India to invest.
0: Yeah. So you graduated in the year, I think Facebook was founded. Um, So you've obviously seen the rise of uh, the internet, uh, you know, very well um so um you worked for Info- infosys i think for two years and then you ended up starting your own uh, uh yeah uh, if i'm not wrong a kitchen you know a restaurant uh, yeah a, a, ki- a restaurant um yeah so what made you do the switch uh and uh, um, yeah maybe you can comment on that
1: okay see i think that was early that was after my engineering uh, um into fun four uh, of course that was the campus placement and was there exactly more than two years two years three months and got bored being a bachelor in pune got bored by the food that were given out to us especially the outstation students coming from the north right and the kind of different services that was there uh, we were we were pathi- it was pathetic and me and my called childhood friend who was into Gorgnes and we we thought we should do something and just like uh, what happens to twenty five year old kids right? Uh, we just uh, sat one one day and then multiple days and slowly that idea started growing that we should start something uh, we didn't have any knowledge we didn't have anything there were eco, there was no ecosystem the word entrepreneur was not known right There were very very few startups around that there were very very few funds around that uh, but we took the plunge right um, and uh, uh, started arguably India's first internet kitchen in Pune and and it was a full stack delivery system we we uh, procured food, we made food, we, we delivered food, and also ran a restaurant myself, right? Um, learned a lot in three years, of course, didn't make money. A uh, lot of learnings there, uh, 2008 crisis came in and that 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 we couldn't scale it up the way we wanted. But we got a lot of media coverage because we were the first set of ITNs coming into food and that made a very good uh, press coverage to us. We were all over the place in terms of front pages of the business world to Prime time TV to any magazine you name it, paper front page, all of that team. So uh, learned a lot in terms of how marketing should be done, how how personal branding should be done. Uh, uh, learned how what all not to do, especially because we made more mistakes than what we did right. And uh, yeah, that was that was the experience of my first business uh, from t- at the age of twenty five.
0: Right, and I mean so after that you did uh, maybe you can touch a little bit upon you, you did end up after that going to uh, you, beca- you became the chief operating officer of uh, Tasty Khana and mm. then went on to work for uh, Food Panda as well um, yeah. so were you really focused on I mean did you, uh, did you see yourself um, I don't know um, working you know dedicatedly in the food industry or,
1: no. Um, no, no see that, that, is ne- that was never the thing I, can, I can't still cook for the life right okay, okay. uh, oh, i can only do some Maggie and omelette so so that was absolutely not the intention it just i mean life is a series of serendipity i would say and and some decisions which which come in uh, and uh, i i when i was running a restaurant i met the founders of tasty khana and became the third co third co-founder and director in the tasty khana and that was our first uh, uh, i would say success because we were the first uh, we we practically laid down the foundation of what you today see as food delivery tech uh, technology and and the platform and the ecosystem uh, we got funded by delivery hero which which is the world's biggest listed food ordering platform uh, and then the first food tech was started in 2012 when food panda came in India just eat came in India and 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 uh, delivery hero came in India via us because they invested five million at the, in 2011 uh, with us right and we uh, we of course uh, from 2009 to 2015 we ran it. 2014 end we were bought by Food Panda uh, because of uh, there was a global deal and uh, uh, Food Panda through Rocket Internet and Delivery Hero they they were they were kind of dividing the market because they said let's not bleed each other and and divide the markets between profit growth engines and and profit engines right. So then uh, because of the acquisition we ended up being part of food panda and because we the only players who were at that time doing deliveries we had 10000 delivery boys at that time and we were doing a monthly kind of a million dollars a million orders right uh, so then uh, was heading their logistics uh, uh, thing uh, and fulfillment operations and we set up uh, uh, operations in different cities uh, combined the in the combined entity right uh, then after the golden handshake period, the founders left and i I started my third business.
0: Right. So, um, you're a chemical engineer by training, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, um, how did you manage to, so, uh, because I think your role at Food Panda was a major, I think it was an operations role. Um, How was that experience? How did you transition into it? And, uh, uh, you know, learnings wise, uh, yeah, how, how was the, you know, to I mean, coming from an engineering background, uh, did that help? Did that not help? I don't know.
1: See, I mean, for for if you ask all the engineers coming from institutions, right, I mean, I think it's less about the course and more about the networking and, and the campus life and, and the friends that you make and the learnings that you share because the first time you come out of your home, from the cocoon of your home, right? So I think what what engineering did was was uh, to expand my horizon and, and, and open my eyes to the world because that was my college was the seed where I started getting interested in business side of things I started reading business magazines, I started uh, uh, reading business side of the newspaper, I started reading autobiography of, of successful people right because you have so much time at hand at, in college right because that was so that uh, that was I would say my, my initial melting pot, where, uh, where i started my mind and my brain started to think around that side right uh, that i will start something someday that thought started coming in right and by the time i graduated i thought okay i mean of course i have to start working because i have to start earning but over period of time i think uh, 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 it it actually uh, fell everything in place in the sense that it had to happen therefore it happened but uh, the initial seeds were sown in, in in the college, right? So nothing related to chemical side of it. It's just that because of the rank that I got, I got that uh, I got that uh, branch, right? So um, so that was the only connection, right? But uh, after that, I've run business, and business is all about uh, managing the ship together. So whether in my first business or second business, right, it was all about managing people. Right, and therefore, um, uh, I mean, it was all very much, uh, I would say, learning curve, in the sense that uh, you had to manage from five people to at one point in time more than ten thousand people, managing multiple managers and all of that. Uh, Cross culture, people coming from two organizations, right? I think those were the very big learning curves that I had, uh, and which which ha- has helped me and and is still helping me as I run my business, right? Because uh, I have I have believe that. Uh, To be a good, um, I would say, entrepreneur or a good businessman, you need to have two things, right? It's love for money, right? And uh, uh, reduce your ego to zero. And that is, I think, something which is very, very important for people to understand uh, and to manage your your cash flows. I've written a couple of articles around that. uh, But I think it's important that uh, uh, for me, business means to make money. And uh, eventually, uh, that's the thought process of every businessman. Uh, forget the valuation and all of that, right? But at the end of the day, if if company like a Microsoft or a, or a Apple or a everything, of course, we, we get fascinated and intoxicated by valuations. But I think at the end of the day, what values they are bringing, what revenues they are bringing, what profits they are making, I think that is the most important thing, right? And um, consistent and sustained value will be created. And valuation, of course, is a byproduct of the value of the company, right? So I've always believed that uh, always believe the traditional way of doing things and uh, yeah that has helped me uh, uh, be successful in my roles that I've done so far
0: so um, at what point in time did you decide that you know um, uh, I mean you've had a I mean you had a successful transition to Food Panda, and you know um, at what point did you decide uh, maybe it's time for me to do something else and you know leading up to your founding of Qtrove as well mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah.
1: So I think, um, I think, see, uh, everything again, if you see life is a series of events and the things happen. So when you two cultures merge, right, they are positive, they are negatives, right? So there were more negatives than positives, right? And uh, that that's how we saw. And that's why, uh, there are certain foundational values that you work for and, and the principles that you follow. Right. And we didn't see that happening there. And therefore once that, initial transition happened i think we all decided that it's time for doing something else and uh, uh, we moved out of uh, the food tech so-called industry consciously because we had worked for quite long and we had we we thought that whatever innovation or whatever things that we ought to do and what we had to make a difference we had already done right so yeah uh, my other two founders moved on to do something else i moved to bangalore uh, uh, again, why Bangalore? Because again, that's that was the hotbed and, and, the, yeah, and the cradle of the startup ecosystem. So I moved there and uh, started uh, something again, very new, uh, which was still not existing, which is uh, 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 a sustainable e-commerce marketplace for small and medium businesses. And that's what we started. And again, that got very good coverage, that got really good, uh, it became uh, the leader in that space. But of course, COVID came in and and then of course, things didn't work out uh, very much there. So yeah, but the stint of four years uh, uh, starting and scaling uh, uh, Qtrove into Pan-India operations, I think that was very good.
0: Right. So So, uh, Qtrove, correct me if I'm wrong, you were a single founder, yeah?
1: Yeah. So uh, me and one more co-founder was there, uh, but he had to kind of uh, leave because of... uh, uh, his family personal thing uh, because he was from a different city. So, yeah, but we started as two people. But, yeah, after that, um, I was singly uh, managing that, of, of course, with my team.
0: Right. I mean, um, maybe you can touch a little bit upon the challenges of, uh, um, I mean, so since you have both the experience of, uh, you know, you started off as a co founder, I mean, you had a partner in the beginning, and then, uh, you know, uh, he had to part ways. Uh, how you know? How is the? How is the? How does it feel to be a single founder? But also, I think in your case, uh, how does it feel when two people start something and then you know midway somebody has to leave because that's a different experience altogether. Um, how does it uh, affect you running a business? And um, yeah.
1: Yeah. See again. I mean, there are multiple theories and articles and discussions around what is the right size of uh, the founding team, right? But I think, see, we all as human beings always tend to formalize things. We always try to stick and a formula to a particular thing that, okay, if this is there, this should happen. But life is not like that. And business is not like that. Business is not a set of rational decisions. Business, business is a set of rational and emotional decisions, right? So therefore I would not say uh, that, okay, one founder or two, because they are always exceptions. You have a company like Infosave with seven founders running extremely well. And, and all founders uh, technically became CEOs and, and, and chairmen, right? So, and, and there are companies where even two founders were not able to work together. So I don't believe in that theory of, of which is the right set of founders. But yeah, if your core uh, founder leaves because of any reasons, of course, that's a big jolt, right? And it, it takes a lot of time to, uh, to reconcile and, uh, uh, and redistribute, reorient yourself, right? But again, as, as someone has said, show must go on. Right? Companies never shut because of anybody leaving. And that is how a company should be made. And that's how a company should be uh, created. And that's how the company should be nurtured, right? Uh, it should be is indispensable. Only the company should be indispensable, right? So I've always believed that, right? Tomorrow, some things may work. Some things may not work. Certain situations may come in, which may force you to take decisions, uh, which, which you didn't think today, right? But uh, always think from the company perspective, uh, leave uh, if you want to leave with with without burning the bridges, right? World is small, right? Uh, you may meet up the same set of people around the corner, right? So yeah, so that that is how I have taken everything, every good positive thing, every negative thing, uh, with the with the sole idea that show must go on.
0: Right. So after Q um I mean, the show had to go on. But uh, uh, did you decide? Uh, so after QTROF did you decide that? Uh, um, I mean, obviously, you did end up founding. Let's go nuts. Uh, um, but was that? Were you? Were you sure that? Uh, you know, were you sure that you will start another company, or did no. you think no. that you would do something else, or I don't know?
1: See again, uh, one more thing I would like to point out to your listeners is that. You should be under no pressure to do anything, right? Uh, and there is no should if once you have started something, of course there will be a natural inclination to start another thing, right? But but uh, I mean,
0: I'm sorry, I mean, but also I mean, but everybody kind of feels that, and I think this is me. I don't know if everybody feels. I mean, everybody tends to feel that the clock is ticking, and you know you got to do something. You, you people mm. can't just be doing nothing. So I mean,
1: yeah, yeah, I got your point. See again, if you see. Companies like KFC have been started by founders at 60 plus. And there are so many examples of of founders starting at 50 plus. So there is never a right time. There is never a wrong time. That is one thing which I have understood now. People say that uh, uh, right time is now. Right time is now. Right time was yesterday. Right time was yesterday. Right. So the important thing right now is that whenever you feel right that I am ready mentally for doing whatever thing. See, again, this is not I am speaking in the sense of doing nothing. If you don't have a particular idea that don't doesn't let you sleep every day, then you do something else. Join some, some startup, uh, work with someone at an early stage, get the experience, get everything so that you're better prepared uh, for if you have done some mistakes in your previous avatar, right? So it is important that uh, uh, you should not be bogged down by your own uh, previous things, right? Because that is something which will kill you from inside. Right. So for me, um, uh, as a, I was transitioning out from active role, I still continue to be a shareholder. But uh, there was never a thought that I would start something just for the sake of that. Okay, I have been a three-time entrepreneur. I, I have to maintain my record nothing for that. See, uh, Anything that you do for others will eventually, will eventually crash down. Right? So you have to do things that you believe in 100%. And until that thing comes in, you should do thing. Uh, you should not start. So for me, uh, starting of GoNuts was a very serendipitous meeting with my very old friend, who is my co-founder, and um, my other friend. And we were sitting at uh, his kids' birthday party, and that's how normal party conversations start, that, okay, what if uh, a cartoon character comes and wishes the child? And the people were excited. They said, why, uh, uh, I'll be very happy. So then we all said that, okay, will you pay for that? And then all discussion started, right? And then of course, people forgot about it just like when you end up partly drunk in in a party. But this idea somehow stuck to me and my co-founder and we started thinking about it. And it was a very organic process. It was never forced and never we took any pressure for that, right? I came back to Pune after the stint from Q-Trove and Bombay being a celebrity capital. We said, okay, let's try and meet people to understand this industry because this is one industry we have absolutely no flew about right and therefore when we started going there meeting people slowly that idea started growing in us and i'm talking of uh, last quarter of 2019 right so that is how when it started growing and then we started seeing and then we realized that yes there is some way where we could connect celebrities with fans and uh, uh, we started meeting people we met cameo founder when he came to india understood and and learned a lot uh, at how he's grown company to now it's a unicorn, uh, right? Uh, this year it became. So, I think uh, then it started organically growing and then after I would say three to four months, we decided that, okay, let's try to do something. Give it a year and see how things go, right? So, mm-hmm. that is, was a very organic process. Okay. okay. Yeah.
0: So, uh, I mean, Since you said you started in, you know, you you were brainstorming it in the last quarter of 2019, and then, um, you know, you were still talking about it for two, three to four months post that. And then Mm -hmm. obviously the pandemic hit, uh, you know, maybe March 2020. Um, How was that experience for you? Uh, um, um, How was the experience of running Let's Go Nuts during the pandemic? Uh, was it you know obviously a lot of businesses you know some businesses have done really well uh, some have not not done so well uh, mm-hmm. how was that uh, how was the pandemic uh, for you um, yeah
1: okay so again I mean everything happens for a reason uh, we, we incorporated the company in January 2020 uh, we got our third co-founder who was from the industry uh, whom we met and uh, through my friends uh, to my partners uh, common college so, uh, when we were about to launch, you know, the world changed upside down and Corona also launched with us, right? Uh, we had a term sheet from a pretty well-known VC and everything was very hunky-dory. But again, everything came crashing down. You know what happened when, when the first mm-hmm. wave hit. Everybody ran for covers and said, hibernate, hibernate, world is ending but we had two options either to hibernate or go ahead and and without the VC money go ahead and launch ourselves and we we started doing the latter in the peak mm-hmm. of the pandemic we started our market right and we started with some celebrities and the website and all of that and in april to june we actually started doing sales right and uh, it started going oh, um
0: yeah so so, so how, but how did you get access to, because uh, you know these celebrities
1: uh,
0: are very uh, they're celebrities because they're very hard to reach as well. Uh, how did you break that barrier?
1: See, so my third co-founder, Joji Jod, comes from, comes from uh, the media entertainment background for the last 25 years, right? So uh, he uh, was born and brought up in Bombay and uh, uh, has made celebrities, right? Uh, so yeah, so we, we, we had a very killer combination of the founding team. So that's mm-hmm. why we could get the best of the artists as you can see on the website and uh, they are still exclusive to us, right? So, uh, and then we, we uh, me and my other co-founder, Mayank uh, started doing sales, going to the market, speaking to our friends, 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 startup founders, ecosystem. And uh, when people started giving money to this, uh, we, we were very excited because I think that's the proof of the pudding when you get customers' money. And we started making sales and it started increasing, right? And then we started, okay, let's let's now at Around June, we, we thought that, okay, we have done three, four months of sales and it's increasing every month. There is some confidence now in us. And then we went to the market and raised half a million dollars for market investors, which we announced in September, around September, October. And then, yeah, we went on from strength to strength, uh, hired small team and started working. And then uh, then we again started raising our next round and then, you know, again, second wave came in, right? So in that case, we, too, we were twice unlucky. But, uh, but the love of our customers, the startup ecosystem who, have been up, who, who we have been working with, uh, kept the cash, cash flow register swinging. And we grew 50 times from one lakh rupees a month sales to 50 lakh rupees. Uh, we ended up in the financial year and now we crossed in June $1 million of ARR. And uh, we are the last two men standing. Companies have shut down left, right and center. So I think uh, believe in the product, not using deep discounting as a tool, uh, to encourage uh, uh, orders, right? I think that is something which has kept us in good stead. And as we march to the next phase of growth uh, in, in the most challenging of... See, I've been in business for the last 15 years. I've never seen a more challenging time than 2020, right? And of course, 21 as well. Uh, of course, things are much going much better now, but I have never seen that challenging time. I mean, it was, it, it, it was the darkest time. I would say, right? Do you say um, that
0: because, do you say that because of COVID or did yes, you see of that unique of unique challenges
1: of COVID? Of course. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, COVID, of course, your entire consumer industry was shut. Uh, people were absolutely, they don't, they don't, didn't have a clue. So people chose to not spend on such, such kind of uh, activity because we are not a utility company, right? We are a, we are an aspirational company. We are, it's a, it's right, a good right, to have right. product, right? So people right. chose not to spend their wallet on us, right? And it's a new concept, so we couldn't do much marketing because we didn't raise much money. Yeah, so it was a very challenging time. I have seen a very challenging time in 2008 uh, when the global Asian crisis came, but this was something else. The world actually sneezed. world actually caught cold, right, because of that virus, right? So it was it was really, really um, unsettling to say, right? We internally had a lot of challenges ourselves, right? We kept on, kept on chugging along. Um, roller coaster of things uh, happened, but we 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 stood our ground. Uh, again, I'll come back to the word tenacity. We all displayed tons of tenacity, perseverance, right, and and patience. I think those thing qualities are easier said than done. But I think we have displayed that enough. And uh, now um, as we move forward, uh, I don't know whether there'll be any more waves coming in or not. But I think we have created the basic. Uh, I would say the fulcrum, the basic core of the business, if there's a GoDucks as a brand, is a known brand now with celebrities, they trust our brand. Uh, we are the only platform in the world who have exclusive celebrities uh, in our ecosystem and nobody was able to break that in spite of doing a lot of things uh, above and below the belt. So I think uh, that is something as a testament to our team strength, our, our uh, correct way of doing business, uh, our. A uh, uh, good way of representing artists and not discounting them and making them a commodity and also respecting our clients and customers to give them the best of the services.
0: Right. So another thing that I noticed was, uh, I mean, you did chemical engineering during your engineering and then moved into software and then moved into food um, and then moved into e-commerce and then moved into, um, you know, celebrity um, yeah. endorsement yeah. types. Um, yeah. So, what w- how how do you approach these different how do you approach these um uh, you know these different industries that you've probably never worked in before how how do you approach uh, a problem which is which you're obviously not very uh, knowledgeable of
1: yeah absolutely uh, maybe everywhere, you can... everywhere, everywhere see by by i would say childlike curiosity and childlike enthusiasm right if you notice how a child learns and the best time of your brain activity happens between two years to five, six years, right? Where your maximum brain development happens. And that, that is the best time for learning. And why? Because the child is curious and child is enthusiastic. Right? And I think if you display those traits uh, in, in your in your adult life, uh, doing these things, I think you'll be much better prepared to handle things, right? And of mm-hmm. course we all know that nobody nobody learns everything coming when, when he or she is born. Uh, you, you learn from, from environment now. Thankfully, you have a lot of support system that you can do and I think uh, whenever you start something in an industry, which you don't know, you have an inherent advantage that you don't have any confirmation, preconceived notion and any confirmation biases, right? Which a person in that experience of industry will have, which will inhibit and prohibit him to think out of the box. And we have seen that a lot. The, the best of the taxi company was not started by by, by a automobile person or a, or a person knowledgeable to automobiles, right? The best social network was not started by somebody who's, who's a veteran in that space. You, you see all examples.
0: They were mm-hmm. all, all
1: outliers, right? They didn't have any, any freaking clue about, about that industry and that gave them the confidence. That gave them the outside view and zoomed out view of that industry which a person who is so invested and ingrained into the micro things that that person forgets to see the macro. And I think that is something which obviously have a lot of advantage.
0: Right, right. I had a question for you in my mind and then I completely forgot. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, anyways, uh, so uh, yeah, sorry, I remember the question. So talking about curiosity and learning, uh, what is your major, I mean, mode of, uh, you know, um, consumption of information? I mean, are you, do you like to, uh, you know, read books or, I mean, uh, read books or articles, blogs, or are you like a video person? Do you like to, uh, you know, maybe go in depth of uh, videos or podcasts? What is yeah. your
1: yeah so i mean i mean uh, i of course i have a library at my home so of course i used to read a lot of books but of late because of the paucity of time and 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 my attention span being elsewhere it has uh, in the last i think four five years i have i have switched to podcast but again now also i don't get much time to listen to podcasts because they are sometimes terribly long so i have switched <laughs> to uh, uh, short form mid form content on youtube which is more inspiring motivating and informational Uh, either spirituality wise to be closer to yourself to understand your roots understand what things are going around you or uh, listening to any motivation speech inspiration speech or or uh, uh, reading an article or two around the, the startup ecosystem because that's where i'm very much connected to and and understand how each person's story is is fascinating and how if that value if that story can add value to my work and my life, I think uh, that will be very, very good. So yeah, so that's how I I spend some time, maybe a half an hour to an hour every day, uh, listening Mm -hmm. to such a thing or or watching such thing. And then of course, sometime because of my business, I have to watch entertainment stuff as well, uh, which may not exactly be cerebral in nature, but of course, being from the same industry, I need to watch a lot of uh, entertainment stuff from celebrities.
0: So are you currently based out of, are you currently based in Bangalore or are you based out of Bombay? I am in Pune right
1: now. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I was there in Bangalore for during the future of time in Indira Nagar.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. On that note, uh, Vinam, Vinamda, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, I know we had multiple connection issues as well from my end. So apologies on that. And um, thank you so much for taking the time as well.
1: Thank you, Ryan. I think it was a good discussion, which which uh, actually you kind of uh, um, asked a lot of things, uh, which were more uh, uh, apart from the startup ecosystem, which was which was interesting. And I hope that uh, your listeners can get some value or add uh, from from my discussion. I'm happy to chat with you and look forward to meet you as well when I'm in Bangalore next.